I am just furious. It's 9.20 in the morning on Monday. Whoever is doing whatever can go straight to hell. Call me back now or see me in face. And trust me, you won't want that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the HOA Show. I am the host, uh, Jason Hurst. Uh, joining me as usual on the program, uh, Kelsey Marin, Brian Evans, and Mary Ann. How are you guys doing today? Great. I'm good. Wonderful. I love the when, when I asked that and Mary just pipes right in. Great! All <laughs> nice and perky and that's fantastic. It's a favorite part of my week. Talking with you guys, meeting with you guys, and just talking about HOAs. I agree. I mean, it's uh, we have a blast doing this and it's been a ton of fun. So uh, I, I wanted to, to share this. So uh, my birthday is in the, the beginning of last month. Uh, my son's birthday is... 13 days after that, okay? Uh, I turned an indeterminate age. We won't talk about how old I turned. He's uh, old. Yes, I am old. I know. Thank you so much. Uh, my son turned 14. So my wife thought, you know, here's what, what should we do for his birthday? Here, I've got a great idea. There's this little uh, kids ninja warrior course up the road. And so my wife was like, let's go spend a couple of hours there at the ninja warrior course. And I'm like, she, and I'm like, oh, okay, are we inviting friends? No, 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 this is just family. We'll have a party with his friends another time. Okay, just family. So we go to this ninja warrior course. And my son, of course, is he's 14. He's very athletic. And so he's just running around, tearing things up. And my wife, she's still, she still got pretty athletic as well. She's still pretty athletic and she's, you know, doing her thing. And my daughter's five. So we, you know, she's on the little kids part of the Ninja Warrior course. And so they're like, okay, uh, dad, go try and scale the, the warped wall. I'm like, oh yeah, this'll be good. <laughs> so I actually, so I actually start and I run up and, and I actually got close. Just half, I was just half-hearted attempting whatever. And I actually got close. I'm like, oh, this is not too bad. You know, I actually think I can touch the top. So I'm like, okay, let's give this a whirl. So I run, I go up the wall, I grab the top, I'm holding on, no problems. Everything's fine at this point. And then all of a sudden I'm like, uh, okay, now what? Because I didn't want to <laughs> like go back down, but I can't. I'm not, I don't weigh a ton. You don't have the upper body strength. But I did not have the the upper body strength to get the rest of my body up there. So I'm like, what the, what am I going to do now? So I'm like, all right, uh, maybe if I can swing my leg up. So I swing my leg up on the top of the wall. And I'm using, I'm half using my leg and my arms to try and pull my body on the wall. All of a sudden, I hear this pop. Yes, that was my hamstring. And I was like, this is just phenomenal. This is so great. So eventually, I actually, I I made it up the wall. I can say that I made it up the warped wall. Uh, I did have to hobble back down the other side, (laughs) the stairs that they had on the other side, because I had pulled my hamstring. Uh, But yeah, so that was my, that's my uh, story. Uh, I would pay good money to see a video is, of that. Is there, there a home is video? A, there is a video. Oh, oh I'm getting in touch video. with your wife. We're going to find this video. There po- is podcast, a video. If podcast World wants to see this, we need some responses. Oh, and, no. and if we get enough responses, oh, no. I think we're gonna, we're he's going to be compelled oh, no. to post this. No, no, no. I should not have said that there was a video. I just said, no, no, there was no, no I video. I would have reached evidence. out to your wife either way. So, uh, so this would not be on the People Are Awesome. It would be on the Fail Army <laughs> side of YouTube. Hey, I made it up. Okay. Now, granted, I pulled my hamstring, but I did make it up to the top. The funny right. thing is, the whole time you're telling that story in the beginning, I'm just thinking, 
I wonder if he's still hurting from this. Oh, and then you said I pulled my hamstring. I'm like, oh, yeah. Absolutely, I'm still hurting from that. You like, know once you it. hit 30, uh, it just hurts for weeks. Yes, and I and I hit 30 a long <laughs> time ago. I want to see tears in that video. Yeah. <laughs> I think she shot it from behind, so at least you won't be able to see okay. my face. That's the, a, the that's moaning probably, and crying. That's probably a good thing. You don't want to see my face. That oh would be bad. Gosh. All right, on that note, uh, let's get into today's topic. We're going to be talking about crazy board members on the show today. Uh, but before we get to that, we want to let you know, uh, for FHA renewals, resale docs, and reserve studies, your go-to source is homecerts.com. All documents are instantly downloadable for your convenience. H-O-M-E-C-E-R-T-S.com. That's homecerts.com. All right, so we're going to kick off crazy board members with a story from Brian. So one of the pleasures of my job is to attend board meetings. You get to meet new people, new board members. And one of the, the fun things is when you board a homeowners association, you get to meet a whole new board of directors, you know, the people that are running the community. One thing that's great is when we have new managers who come into our company, I, I usually like to have them shadow me at the associations that I manage just so they can kind of get a good idea of, of what's expected of them as a property manager. Sure. Uh, you know, how protocols that they need to do, questions they need to, to ask, notes that they need to take to be, successfully manage the homeowners association. So I often have the new managers come with me to go to the new board meetings. We had a new community. This is a couple years ago, had a new homeowners association that came on board. And at the time, Kelsey here was, she'd been working at our company for a couple of years uh, in the back end, the support staff side of it, helping with uh, helping our office manager, helping the managers kind of do their task. But she'd never been in the front lines right. of being an HOA manager. Okay. Had some talks and she said, you know, this is something I, I'd really like to do. I'd like to explore the option of becoming a homeowners association uh, manager. I said, great. I've got a, We've got a new association. I'd, I'd love for you to come. I've only had, you know, two meetings with them. So it's a fairly new relationship with them. We're still trying to figure out how they want us to manage the community. You know, not every community is the same. Every right. community has different intricacies how, on how they like their community to be managed. And we're not a one box fits all management company. I think you've got to be flexible in how you how you manage a community. And it's really their needs that are, are the most important. Sure. So we go to this uh, this meeting. I invite her to come to this meeting with us. And there's it's a five-member board. And two of the board members actually are boyfriend, girlfriend. They, they own separate units, but okay. they're boyfriend, girlfriend on the board. So they're dating, dating as board members. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we show up to the meeting and there were some tense feelings immediately <laughs> going into this board meeting. We didn't know to, anything. And not between the board, just between this boyfriend and girlfriend. They definitely had like an argument the night before, oh a disagreement boy. before they came. Oh, the board okay. was fine. Just these two were not in agreement with each other this day. It All was right. that un- unspoken, just that feeling, that heavy feeling of Tension. like something's <laughs> something's coming. So we start our meeting and we're going through, you know, the financials and, and the meeting minutes and, and going through all the, the formalities of a board meeting. And we get to the point where we're talking about whether or not to keep the hot tub open through the winter time. You know, some communities, they'll, they'll close the pool in, in, in colder states. They'll mm-hmm. close the pool, but sometimes they'll leave the hot tub open. So we had an open discussion with the board about whether or not to keep the hot tub open. And then all of a sudden, it's like all the tension that they had from a previous argument within their relationship, all of a sudden just got dropped right in oh, this geez. HOA meeting. Oh, and, this can't and, be good. And they just start going at it right in front of us. And it's like mom and dad are fighting, stare at the ceiling, <laughs> stare at the floor, be somewhere I else. I looked everywhere but at them. Of oh, course. Everywhere but at them. <laughs> 
it it honest it was eye opening for me. It was a very eye opening experience. And, and how, how old were this you at was, this point? Um, I think I would have been nineteen. Oh wow. Kelsey's Maybe the, barely 20. Kelsey's the young one of the group. I'm, too, I'm very young. Yes. Um, <laughs> Coming into this meeting, I'm saying, this is going to be your association. Oh, like I, I've already so done. <laughs> I've already done two of these. She's got her, her Sunday best dress on. Sure, yeah. She's coming huh. and she's excited. Throw her into the fire, yep. man. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about whether they want to keep the hot tub open. And then they start kind of going on some other tangents at each other. And Brian and I were in a similar situation. Like he said, look anywhere, be anywhere else. Try to avoid this situation as much as possible. None of the other board members are saying anything at this point. either. They're all dead silent and not a peep. And so this is the boyfriend, girlfriend. Right? Oh, yeah. They're and going were they, at each were other. Were they on different sides of the issue of, I the, yes, of the hot were. tub issue, whether to yeah. keep it open? Different sides of the same couch, too. Yes. Oh, Staring geez. at each other oh, with no gosh. one in between, just oh, yes. going at it. And I believe at this point, um, they were both board members. We had a separate board president. Sure. Um, I think he interjected at some point um, to make a point, bring something else up, get this subject moving along out of wherever we were going. And she was not happy with that. So she stands up and she looks him dead in the face and says, if you want to have a pissing contest, I will whip my D out and beat you with it. <laughs> And I, I didn't, I, I was trying not to be surprised and trying not to laugh and trying not to be concerned. No and I'm way. So, and oh like, my God. Brian this was, how they all go? Exactly. Straight face, straight face, straight face. I'm, Don't even smile. Yeah. Brian is the, has the straightest face I've ever seen. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can keep this together. So I'm so uncomfortable. So I'm just looking down and then they kind of just, no one really says anything. They kind of have a small little argument and then they just move on from the subject and don't talk about it. Oh man. But after leaving that meeting, Brian and I had a conversation. He was like, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I don't know that this went the way it was supposed to. And I was like, I'm sorry, you want me to manage that association? Is this something that I wow. should be handling? Is this, it definitely was the most uncomfortable, awkward situation I think to this day that I've ever been in a board meeting. The good news is it couldn't get any worse than that. That was kind so of my the thought. Bad. And hey, I'm still here. I'm still doing it. So yeah. it didn't deter me, but it, yes. it, it was always comical. And hysterical, as long as those crosshairs weren't pointed directly at you. <laughs> yes, which I, I fortunately, until she moved out of that community, she actually rather, she liked me as a property manager and she liked Brian as well. So we were very, we were never really in the crosshairs of having to deal with her. That's anger, always Which good. was very nice. Fly under the radar. She usually directed that at other board members. Yeah. We never boyfriend. had to question how she felt though. That was a yeah. great thing. There she was go. so blunt. If she yeah. wanted something done, she was very clear on how she wanted it, when she wanted it. And, and why it should be taken sure. care of. Yeah. yeah. It was mm. very helpful for thing. getting like voting purposes done because she was always right up front with what she wanted and how she felt about it. Yikes. Yeah, Kept it my, exciting. That was my first HOA meeting. That's, and that's, you're still here. I'm still here. I Welcome made it. to HOA Life, Kelsey. <laughs> you set the expectations so high at the beginning <laughs> that all the rest of them are just going to fall below that. Yeah. So there you just, go. You so, know, it's just normal. Yeah. Yeah. After that, you're just like, oh, this is easy. This is cake. No matter yeah. what's, what's going on, that's not, not a problem. No one beat somebody else with anything at this meeting so it's a positive yeah <laughs> it's a good day hey so whenever your boards ask you if you know i'm th some boards get really nervous about contentious meetings they're talking about dog fees or poop or other things that can bring a rise out of homeowners i've had quite a few boards ask me we're really worried about this meeting because we think the homeowners might react pretty bad and there may be some backlashes that no i got it 
I got it. I promise this won't be my worst meeting. I promise. <laughs> Kelsey's already had experience right from the get-go. <laughs> For a lot of board members, you know, they are a volunteer board. They don't have any experience. It's sure. not like they've got a huge resume of managing an association or managing a business or managing, you know, 500 different families right. a, as their position. They, right. they showed up to a meeting. Sometimes they were coaxed into getting onto the board and they yeah. threw their name in the hat and all of a sudden you're in charge. Congratulations. So it's, it's really difficult for a lot of board members to be put in these contentious situations and they don't know how to react or they haven't been trained properly or they don't have enough experience to know how to react in these situations. Right. Raising dues is another funny one. We, in, in associations, you have to raise assessments right. every now and then, you know, inflation, you plan on what? 3% a year just for inflation for sure. going up. Cost of goods goes up. Uh, labor goes up over time. So you have to raise dues. You know, your association assessments can't stay the same all the time. Right. We had one board meeting where literally we raised the dues by $5. We figured we were that that skinny on, on our budget that we needed to raise the dues by $5 per home. Right. And we sent out the notice to the association. We, we called the meeting and said, hey, we're going to have a meeting to discuss this. You're welcome to come to the clubhouse. We're going to talk about it. Board's all set up. We got all of our documentation, the budget, the, the financials, everything's ready to go packed room for five dollars for five dollars which for five dollars for some people means sure. a lot for others it doesn't right. it doesn't mean as much and, and so i think you need to be sensitive as a board member going into these things knowing that what means a lot for you may not mean a lot for someone else or, or vice versa anyways this, this homeowner she went through the budget she went through the financials she was very vocally upset about what was going on and at the end of her argument she said i just want you board to, to realize that by you raising the dues, you are taking food out of my kid's mouth by raising the dues this $5. And the board member who could not restrain from commenting sure. on her comment said, well, that's kind of selfish. Why don't you just eat less and give your kids the food instead oh, of taking no. the food out of their mouth? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, let me tell oh, you wow. though, board members like that really make it worth it though. There are those <laughs> board members that Honestly, they will stand up. If, they, if it's something they feel strongly about, they'll stand up for it and they'll go to bat for you as a manager. They'll go to bat for their other board members, their community members. So as many as many as we have these people that are not so great board members and have loose hinges and fly off the walls, we also have fantastic board members who are willing to kind of tell these people, hey, no, we're, right. we're cutting this out. We're done. We're not dealing with this garbage. We're not doing that. And so I think that for every crazy board member, you usually have three good ones at least. Right. So that does help a little bit when you get in those situations. It's hard to be political, you know, oh, and, yeah. and I know in, in this day and age, political, being political, being diplomatic is probably a better word. Yeah. You have to be, you ha if you're representing all these homeowners, you have to be sensitive to all of their needs. Even if they're not your own, you have to acknowledge, understand, and then work through it. Right. And, and, it's really difficult if someone's yelling at you, screaming at you that you're doing something wrong, even though you know you're doing it for the greater good of the community. It's hard to stand up to those people when they're yelling at, screaming at you. But right. that's part of the gig. That's part of the job. And if you're going to be in public service, I think you're opening yourself up to that and you have to be prepared for it. And sometimes I think the, the board members, sometimes they just kind of need to have examples given to them or, you know, educated on what's going on. Uh, I remember a, a story at a buddy that was in an HOA and he was on the board and there was this house that was down the street that wasn't in their HOA. And I was like five or six years before he even moved in, uh, this car had come down the street and had crashed into these people's fence. Um, and the, so the fence was gone 
on this on this house that was down the street. And it just so happened that this house was like entered right into the community. So it was like the first house that people would see when they turn off the street, even though it wasn't a part of that HOA. And so my friend's on the board and he goes to a board meeting and all of a sudden the board members start talking about wanting to use their HOA money to repair the fence of this house that was down the street that wasn't in the HOA. And my friend's like, wait a minute, that, this seems kind of nuts. We're going we're gonna to use our money to prepare their fence, even though they're not in our HOA and don't have anything to, to do with it. And, and the board members were like, well, yeah, it's an eyesore or whatever. And so I remember a friend telling me that he was really pretty ticked off about this whole thing. Uh, but after he calmed down, the next meeting they went to, he gave them an example. And he said, okay, so here's an example. And he says, you know, my house is, my backyard, my back fence is butted up to a field. And he said, and there's a farmer who works this field. And so if his tractor gets away from him and somehow rolls down into my back fence and, you know, takes out my back fence, who's responsible? Is it the HOA or do I have to pay for it? And so the property manager says, well, you have to, anything that's in your backyard. And all of a sudden the board member's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, the HOA doesn't pay for that? No, no, no. In their HOA, anything in the backyard, they had to pay for it themselves. And so all of a sudden there was this dawning that happened on the board. They were like, Oh, wait a minute. So not only should these people down the street who have their fence knocked out by a car pay for their own thing, but we shouldn't be trying to use our HOA money to, to fix that down the street. I, I can't imagine that the HOA community would have been too happy to find no. out later on that the money had been used to fix that fence down the street. So I think a lot of times it's just they, they needed, rest of the board members sort of needed an example to look at to go, oh, okay. This makes sense. Uh, now I understand, you know, why we wouldn't do something like this. And, and, and sometimes it's just education. You know, they just need to be educated. So. They have a fiduciary responsibility with those homeowners association assessments. You know, right. what one board member th thinks is an eyesore or an, a very valid way to spend all this money, the entire community may not agree with right. you. Now, granted, the entire community voted that board member on to represent them. Sure. But... At the next meeting, at the next annual meeting, at the next election, they may have to defend their action or right. their, their reason why they right. wanted to do that. And I think that it needs to hold up to that litmus test of would the would the majority of the association approve of this expense, right. not just one individual homeowner's agenda. Right, exactly. Yeah, and my friend, he, he thought it was an eyesore too, but he didn't think that it was worth spending money from his HOA to fix somebody else's problem, even though they weren't, you know, since they weren't even in the HOA you know, and that they should just fix their own fence. So some board members live within the community uh, as owner-occupied board members. Other board members live outside of the community as like t landlord owned property. And so some board members, it'll be very important for them if they live within the community, certain things that they want to spend that money on. Mm -hmm. I think like in the past where I've had um, rentals in some of my HOAs, a lot more of the things that they care about are that the property is in like good repair. Because when they're showing tenants, if you have a year lease, you're seeing that property every year from an outside perspective. So I think they care a little bit more about the stuff that is a little bit larger projects, such as like the building paint, how the doors look, how the landscaping looks. Those are kind of the things I feel like more landlord owned places care about. Um, whereas opposed to the homeowners, they see the little things every single day if they live there. They yeah. see that the dumpster gets full often. Sure. They see that the gate is broken and all of those types of things. So I think it kind of just depends on where your board members are coming from on what side they are. But both of them, yeah, both of those types of board members are fantastic though, because they provide, like you said, two different perspectives.
Now, I, I know that a lot of the the stories that we tell, uh, these seem kind of crazy. Well, the topic we're talking about is crazy board members, but we just want to point out that 99% of the time, the board members are usually pretty okay, and uh, there's not really all this drama, but, you know, that doesn't sell podcasts. So uh, that's why we tell the crazy <laughs> stories here. So but the, so then my question is going to be this. Okay, so since 99% of the time, the board members are okay, how do you deal with when you do get a, a kind of a crazy board member, how do you deal with that? Most association governing documents usually have some way of putting on a board member, how to hold an election, and also how to remove a board member. Ah, yeah, and I have a story about that later. We'll get to that. But yeah, okay, nice. I know what you're talking about. I think the, the most the two common ways that I've seen it are, one, uh, you can have a community vote a board member out, call a special meeting, and a majority of the community that shows up can vote a board member out through like a special meeting. Uh, there's also one where... The board itself, whether you have three board members, five, seven, I've seen some that have eight, nine board members. Wow. And and the majority of the board can actually vote out another board member. Like it doesn't require a community vote. If sure. it's just the board or the people in power, they can vote one of those board members out if needs be. And and unfortunately, that situation does happen. Uh, you get board members with no experience and they have, you know, they have their agenda, they have their way that they want to do it. And sometimes that doesn't really mesh with the other board members who, who also have a vote on how the community goes. And when they're at odds, either you resolve it or you vote them off the island. Yeah. And I think like for the other board members, if you are on a board and you have someone who is a little bit more out there and has different ideals than a lot of the rest of the board, I think it's good as equal minds and like minds to kind of join together and say, this is what we feel is important and this is what we feel is best for the community because ultimately in a board decision, majority rules. I also think if you have um, a group of, let's say, five board members and you have one outlandish off the wall type board member who's trying to make crazy decisions. I think if you have four board members that have like minds and they're trying to accomplish a similar goal, I think it's important for them to kind of stick together a little bit and stand their ground if it's something that's really important or if it's something that they feel is going to impact the community in a negative way. And if it does come down to having to remove someone from the board, it's important that they're all on the same page about it and that they feel the same way about it because you don't, they still are your neighbor at the end of the day. You still live with them or live by them and so you're still going to have to see them when you leave your community and talk with them on occasion. So I think it's good to end on good terms at least and try and stay as positive as a board as you can and sure. just ultimately make the best decision for your community. So along the lines of the board members being on the same page, I think that differing opinions is a lot of times for the betterment of the community. It's If all the board members have the exact same opinion on something, right. chances are the entire community is not going to all agree with that opinion. So I think some differing opinions on the board is great. It's how you present it, how you handle it, and how you handle yourself professionally in as a board member, as a property manager in those meetings to appropriately express your opinion to to other people. Sure. I, I don't think forcing it down their throats a great way, coming up with crazy rules, not a great way. You know, everyone wants the same goal. They just have different ways of getting there. Right. You need to be a cohesive unit for the betterment of the association. And, and a lot of votes don't come down as unanimous votes all the time. Some right. of them are split votes as three to two. And that's okay. And even if you, if your, your uh, goal, your idea, the thing, your agenda item didn't get voted on the way that you want it to, that's okay. You can bring it up later on down down the path. You can see how the other decision went, and and circle back and table that table that discussion and come back and revisit it. Right. Cool. And on that note, uh, I believe Mary, you've got some advice for us uh, on dealing with this. Right. Along with what we're talking about today, you know, just thinking forward, uh, successfully running a homeowners association does involve enforcing community rules, but it's essential to remember that in the end, um, the business of 
HOA is all about people, homes, and families. And in that light and within the rules, it's important to be forgiving and accepting of each other uh, and our differences. So enforcing rules just because you can isn't necessarily the best solution in the <laughs> end, which I think it happens a lot of times. In the crazy side of the stories, that's what we see is right, people sure. just kind of taking advantage of the power, quote unquote, that they have as a board member and kind of enforcing that upon other people. So just because you can doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing to do. As a, as a board, just remember the big picture. Uh, it's all about com uh, protecting your community, your members, and the property values for everyone in the community. And um, Kelsey, I think you had a suggestion about putting together a conduct sheet for board meetings to kind of help keep things on track and, and keep things going in the right direction. Yeah, I've actually found I have a couple of associations that we've implemented this in, and I think it's really helped. We as a board and myself as a property manager sat down and we followed the CCNRs and the bylaws and we created a meeting conduct sheet. And this kind of just outlines how the meeting should go. A general outline of we talk about financials, we talk about agenda items. If you have questions, please raise your hand. Only let one person talk at a time. Um, I have certain boards that like to go through their entire agenda and then they answer questions for board member or for homeowners at the end right. and they don't allow any conversation between homeowners while they're discussing other agenda items. And then they can circle back as needed. I think for the homeowners who aren't haven't been in a board member position or have never really understood how it kind of works, it's kind of helpful for them to see, okay, this is how this runs. This is what we're trying to accomplish. And this is our end goal for someone who's a little bit more on an outside perspective. But I think having that outline for an HOA is a really great way to keep things on track and kind of prevent these crazy instances from happening. I've had a revocable talking stick that we've oh, had to nice. pass around at an HOA meeting <laughs> I before. I love that. Because they, they couldn't stop talking yeah. on top of each other. Yeah. And, and some of those things you have to implement in order to keep order within a yeah. board meeting. And sometimes it's the board member that you, as a property manager, I right. have to hand them the stick and go, okay, it's your turn now. Yes. Go ahead. And if they and talk too long, you grab the stick back from them and beat them over the head yeah. with it? Well, I, yeah. I, I attach a little bungee them. cord on the end of it and just yank it out of their hand <laughs> when they're done. No, you, you whip it out of their hand and you beat them with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think having, um, if you have a lot of homeowners, you're talking about a heated subject, raising dues, dog fines, anything like that. I think it also may be good to set up a time limit for homeowners to talk and say, okay, each homeowner, you have three minutes to talk about the subject and then we're going to move on. Sure. Mm -hmm. And get, set that time limit so you don't have two and a half, three, three and a half hour long board meetings that don't really need to go that long because people are just trying to argue their point. And it helps people, I think, to be a little bit more concise if they have a time limit and if they know that they only have so much time to get their point across. Yeah, they do that in like city council meetings, political meetings like that. So, you know, might as well do that in your HOA because as, as Brian's pointed out before, HOA is kind of like the government of, you, uh, of the community. So it functions sort of in that same uh, you know, same vein as, as the government does. So, you know, might as well put in things like yeah. that, you know, having talking limits. Written statements also help too. I've had associations where they say, you know, please send us what you want us to read in the, in the meeting and we will read your statement or read your comments ahead of time. We're not allowing for any public input, right? but we will read what you have in the statement. Then the board will discuss it and let the community know what we're going to do. But then it, it controls the conversation a little bit or keeps it more ruly so to speak uh, rather than unruly un rather than unruly there you go <laughs> and uh and i've seen that work really well too for the most part though almost all the association meetings that we go to they usually run very smoothly they're, yeah. they're great they're yeah. just it, it's just in the event that you get one of these pickles i think these are this is great advice to help steer you into a, a comfortable 
uh, open discussion with sure. uh, your community and your board and well, manager. Well, it's good to have those rules in place when you don't have the crazy situations happen because then it's just kind of a consistency across the board. And then when you have the things that are more emotionally charged that you have to deal with, right. then you, you've already got those rules or that outline in place and it just makes it flow better. Yeah. So Typically your crazy meetings and members only happen usually when you're first starting out. They kind of mellow out <laughs> a little bit after that. <laughs> now you've gotten your feet under you and you know what you're doing then you know. Yeah. Then then, then you're out. good. Nothing seems crazy there anymore. Cool. All right. So it's time that we move to what the HOA and what the HOA is brought to you by HomeCerts.com, your number one source for resale documents, FHA renewals, and reserve studies. Instantly downloadable for your convenience, HomeCerts.com, H-O-M-E-C-E-R-T-S.com. This shows what the HOA is mine. And this is a story that I had re- referenced earlier uh, that when Brian was talking about how to remove a board member. So uh, it, it goes like this. It, it happened to be my board that I was on, um, and I was the board president, I believe, at the time. Um, and we had a, a member that got voted on and his whole purpose of being voted on and his whole reason that he ran was so that he could fire the property management company. That was, that was his point. He, he just wanted to fire the property manager. I don't know. He'd had some run-ins with them or something anyway. Um, and so that was his whole purpose. So, uh, he gets voted on and then the very next board meeting, I wasn't there. I was, I had a conflict. I wasn't able to be there. So I was like, okay, that's fine. No problem. Uh, I come to find out right after it, it, this meeting or whatever, there's just emails just flying everywhere from board members. I'm like, what? What the heck happened? I'm like, I was only missed one meeting. Turned out that this guy showed up at the board m- meeting and then without consulting any of the other board members, just his first thing that he said is he turned to the property manager and he said, uh, and by the way, you're fired. You're out. We're going to end like our that. contract. Yeah, just like that. We're going to end our contract with you. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This is not, yeah. And he dismissed the property manager. And I can't remember, Brian, you you know this story too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did the property manager leave yeah. at that point? Dismissed from the meeting. Oh, okay. You're, you're fired. You're terminated. Dismissed from right. the meeting. There's the door. Yeah. And I think right after that, I think they they ended the board meeting. I don't think they went too much longer after that because, you know, and I think he had achieved his goal. And so the problem, of course, was is that none of us had been consulted on this and we actually liked the property management company quite a bit. And so we wanted them to continue. So we were in a, and then he just, he continued actually on this, this board member continued on sending out all these emails. I mean, the language that he used in the emails wasn't exactly the most professional either. I won't get into that, but you know, so we, we could tell that this was a situation where, okay, this guy, I'm, I'm sorry, he had to go. I mean, that was just the way it was. So, uh, the other board members and I, we got together, we talked about it and we said, okay, so uh, we read through our bylaws, our CCNRs and, and in the bylaws, it said that we could, uh, can, if we wanted to convene a special meeting, we could just convene a special meeting and, and, and we could go ahead and vote this person off if we had enough votes. It took, it was just a majority. So it just had to be three out of five to vote him off. So we had four votes. Obviously we get together, we we convene a special meeting. And the idea was, is that we were going to get, you know, get the, get rid of this guy and get him off. So we get ready to take this vote. And this board member, um, I, I worked as a property manager at the time, not for, not for the, this HOA. I, I wasn't in, in a property manager of my own HOA, but I was a property manager and I did work for the same company that the property manager was. And so he felt, this board member felt that it was a conflict of interest for me to be working for the property management company and be on the board as the president. So I promptly resigned. I just flat out said, okay, great. I resign. 
And that completely floored the board. They were like, what the, what's going on? And it floored him too. He was, he, he wasn't able to figure out. And I said, uh, I said on my way out, I said, you guys now need to discuss, you know, whatever business you had. And I walked out. And so right after that, they took a vote and the three remaining board members that were not him voted him off the board. <laughs> and so he left. He, he, was, he was dismissed right away as well. And so they wrapped up that special meeting. I wasn't there for it. I, I don't know exactly what was said, but they just pretty much wrapped up that special meeting. And then a week later, uh, under the, the bylaws, they were able to put somebody, appoint somebody into the vacant spaces. So a week later, they approached me and said, do you want to come back to the board? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So they appointed me back to the board. <laughs> and then we, we found somebody else who wanted to be on the board that was not trying to fire the property management company. And so we appointed that guy back to the board. So that was how we dealt with it in that situation. It was, it was, we, you know, we sort of, you know, did an end run on him, but I mean, we, we did what we, we did what was within the rules. I mean, the rules said we could do it. So, uh, we did what was within the rules, but, and sometimes you just kind of got to do that. You know, it's a tough decision though. It's a really tough decision to look at a fellow board member, a fellow community member, a right. neighbor and say, I'm sorry, this isn't working <laughs> out for us. This isn't getting You're done. done. Yeah. It is. yeah. Because they were voted on by the community. Sure. That's the other right. hard part You're right. is they were voted on by the community and the board in a lot of bylaws has the ability to vote them off. Right. So they can supersede essentially the community right. vote for their own vote. We were confident that had we shared what this board member had done with the rest of the community that they would have, we would have had their support to get him off the board. So we were, we were pretty, pretty secure in that knowledge. So. A little bit of an awkward meeting though. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was very awkward. It wasn't so much all the words that were said. It was all the awkward silences <laughs> afterwards were said that made it uncomfortable. Yep. I missed most of that because I, I, I had resigned and I left. So you made a smart great. decision to get out of that awkward yeah, situation. Well, yeah, I don't he I don't think he was expecting that. I don't think I think he was expecting me to put up a fight. And I was like, nope. I'm just, I'll just get out. Cause I know, I know we still got three votes to get rid of you. So I don't care. <laughs> I'll, I'll just remove any sort of impropriety. I'm out. So, uh, and I went, so it was cool. All right. So that kind of wraps up our discussion uh, today about, um, uh, crazy board members. Uh, remember, as we said before, 99% of the board members are usually pretty good. It's just every now and again. Uh, and we like to share the, the crazy stories with you. Cause you know, it's all kind of fun. So, uh, all right. Anybody got anything left, Kelsey? Yes. Um, we would love to hear your stories. We love to share them on our show and we make it super easy for you to send them to us. You can either go online to thehoashow.com or you can send us an email at info at thehoashow.com. We would love to send you a fun little gift and we want to share your stories. Absolutely. We do. Brian? Show appreciation for your volunteer board members who serve for your community for the greater good of your homeowners association give thanks. Tell them thank you for their service. Show appreciation. Let them know how much you care about what they're doing and how important their job is for your investment, for your home, your neighborhood. Well said, sir. Mary? Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Sounds good. All right. As always, pray for no floods and fires and we'll see you next time. It wasn't so much all the words that were said. It was all the awkward silences <laughs> afterwards were said that made it uncomfortable. And she looks him dead in the face and says, if you want to have a pissing contest, I will whip my D out and beat you with it. Why don't you just eat less and give your kids the food instead of taking the food out of their mouth? <laughs>